0: A blood-red sun sets over a remote island in the celtic sea
1: a feeble
2: damsel is carried over the cliff tops by a lumbering manslave nothing strange there except this man is dead but not quite
0: this is one from the vaults
1: drag one foot behind you as we stagger into a land of living corpses.
2: If you're feeling lifeless, then prepare for reanimation.
3: And
1: who's she? Who? Reanimation.
3: Oh, classic Rufus. What do you like? And who the frig is this?
2: Hello again, all, and welcome to a very special episode of the only podcast dedicated to the lost horror movies of Anvil Studios. Oi, oi!
0: Uh, that's your main man, Rufus. He asked me
2: to call him that. What's up? And we're combining this week's film discussion with a sort of celebration.
0: Wiggling the club. You may recall that Rufus is getting married to Doreen, so this is like a kind of...
2: Stag, stag, stag. Yes, we could have done a different night for it, but that would mean seeing each other more than once in the same week, and, uh, well, I'd rather not. Let's party like it's 1999. Do you mean eat crisps and sit in the corner?
1: Ah, the 90s. Anyone for another can? Uh, Take it easy with that shandy bass. Oh, Clint, this is Miss Stag. We're meant to drink too much.
3: Raise the roof. Get a stripper. Seriously, who is this? I'm Otis. Otis. This is Otis. 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 Otis.
2: Fellas. Fellas. Otis. He's a mate of mine. Oh. How have you got a friend? You never leave the house. Or go on the internet.
0: Uh, He's from my branch of the fourth midshipman's order.
2: Oh, your cult. Gentleman's
0: fraternity. Otis is a new recruit like me, a total shiphead. We're going for our initiations together. It's called getting ship faced.
2: What's he doing here?
0: Rufus said invite whoever to bulk up numbers. Meet in the room.
3: Don't eat me, will you? What? I'm meeting the room. You're talking about zombies. Don't eat me,
2: right? Um wrong sort of zombie actually. This film predates the modern trope of flesh-eating undead actually, and features the more traditional, uh, ritualistic, raising folk from the grave, actually, to commit menial tasks and such, actually. Sure.
1: I've eaten human flesh.
2: Have you? Well, I, I used to eat my own scabs. So, have you listened to the podcast before, Otis?
3: One or two episodes, aye. Warren told me all about it. Looking forward to being an honorary member of the SS. At cinema society. I hope you don't mind, Rufy, but I've brought some gear for us to wear, seeing as this is your big farewell to Bachelorhood. Oh, you shouldn't have. Just your standard stag night stuff. Let's see, what have we got? Some willy-boppers for your head. Stick them on. Willy whistles. Cock straws. Water gun in the shape of a willy. Inflatable penis.
1: (laughs) These are brilliant!
3: Are they? Wedding ring shot glass. Giant L plate and a sash that says bride-to-be. Just regular stag paraphernalia.
1: Of course it is. It's exactly how I pictured it.
0: Yeah, willies are just funny, aren't they? You know, uh, to look at and drink out of.
3: Nothing but the best for a pal's final send-off. Way anchor. Way anchor. Um, what's that? Way anchor!
0: It's like set sail, you know, get going.
3: It's an FMO thing, Clint. You'd not get it.
2: Oh. Well, hey, Anchors! This is going to be great. Who wants a shot of Bovril? Uh, maybe we wait until we've listened to the trailer.
0: OK. Um. So, intro, intro, intro. Ann zombie film, 966. Pun about eating brains.
2: Uh, not that kind of zombie.
0: As we present, Island.
2: Island of the... Island. 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 Dead. Oh, not quite dead. quite dead. Not, quite dead. not you. the heartbeat of hell itself, and the dead march to its unholy rhythm. Welcome to Jagger Island, where the inhabitants that have been interred refuse to rest in peace.
4: We buried my husband on the Monday, so what was he doing down the marketplace come Thursday?
5: Zombies
2: awoken from their slumber at the behest of some malevolent force
5: take this shovel mrs grudge i buried it once doctor i can't do it again you don't have to use it to knock off his head oh why didn't you say so
2: Oh, dr boyle was a man of science and reasoning until he arrived on the strange shores of Jagger Island. He has come to investigate that what he has heard from his young friend, the Reverend Cawthorn. Madeline,
5: what madness made you come here with the doctor?
4: Why, love, that's a sort of madness, isn't it?
5: But this place, this island, it's odd. I suspect black magic.
4: But that's the worst kind.
5: Who do the voodoo to renew the few? The name's Halperin.
0: Baron Halperin. My family have owned this isle for centuries. See that enormous house? That's my house. See those silver mines? Well, those mines are mine. See that Haitian witch doctor? That's my Haitian witch doctor. Hello, pretty girl. Look into my
5: eyes.
0: (laughs) Now, hop on the back of my horse and we two can go for a jolly good ride.
5: Very well, good sir. Madeline, no! You have to save Madeline before it's too late, Reverend. But Doctor, behold, the graves, they are open. Damn. There's too many of them. If nobody on this island is dead. Island of the not-quite-dead. Stumbling into a cinema near you soon. <laughs> voodoo the voodoo to renew the few.
2: During the early mid to mid to later mid 20th century, there weren't exactly a ton of films to feature any undead fiends.
0: Zombies were not what you'd call the movie monsters of the moment. Not like these days,
3: eh? Can't move for them, can you?
1: You can't, Otis. You can't move for them.
3: Flat invasion of the bloody. What is bloody. bloody. Blood, bloody.
0: zombies or, so- or something. What's
3: your favourite?
1: Oh, I'd have to say, 28 minutes later.
0: Probably zombies on a plane.
1: You're thinking of snakes.
0: You don't know what I'm thinking.
1: I am fed up of these mother fudging zombies on this mother fudging plane.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um,
3: I ain't getting on no plane, sucker.
2: Two different people.
3: I'm quite partial to new wave Korean horror, if I'm honest.
2: Yeah, this really isn't an opinion podcast, Otis. We tend to stick to the facts.
3: Oh, sure. Okay. So, this. Anvil began filming on location for the movie in spring of 1966. Uh, Hang on. Uh, What are you
2: playing at? Sticking to the facts? Mm. Well, you can stick to providing novelty appendages for Rufus. <laughs> Boxer chocolate willies, classic. Come
0: on, Clint, let Otis have a girl. He's one of the lads now. Let him tell the listeners all about the production details of a 65-year-old zombie film.
2: Yeah, Clint, don't be a rude dude. Of course. Where are my manners? Go ahead, Otis. Sure. Cheers, pal.
3: Sure. This was not the first time the studio had dabbled in the undead. Previous titles from the 1950s, such as I Waltzed with a Zombie, and They Came from Abroad, featured reanimated beings. He's quite good at this. Fair
0: to middling. As Otis said, though, these old-school zombies were not the infectious, flesh-hungry
3: monsters we know them as today. Oh, he said that, did he? The original zombies are steeped in rural folklore. Bodies brought back by black magic performed by some evil necromancer.
1: Like Doreen. You what? She's always romancing my neck.
0: Oh, I thought you meant she resurrects the dead.
1: She manages to unburst one cat and you reckon she's some sort of voodoo.
3: It is a bit odd how she pulled that off.
2: She knows a guy at a place who owed her a favour. What's your beef? These traditional zombies operate as soulless slaves under the control of their sorcerous puppet master. Also known as being a husband, Rufus. Eh? (laughs) Oh, oh, I hope not. And the poorly depicted witch doctor in Island of the Not Quite Dead is the sinister Papa Lugosi, played with culturally insensitive aplomb by the very much white actor Hugo Fust. Fust was well known for his
0: portrayals of exotic characters and made a career out of playing an offensive array of
1: nationalities. Hugo had even appeared in Anvil's first ever film as the eponymous Ha Chu Man Flu in The Malevolent Chinaman from 1947 before popping up in a dozen or so of their other flicks down the decades.
0: Some of his more memorable wince-inducing roles included Raj Mataj from the 1954 India-situated thriller The Angry Gun.
2: Petuak, the pesky Eskimo, in 1957's The Unamiable Snowman. And
1: Biribakawuga, the Aborigine, in Dr Murder Goes Down Under. Each one more
0: eye-wateringly problematic than the
2: last. Directors at the time hailed first as...
3: As close to the real deal as one gets. Or they could just hire people of those nationalities. How many Eskimos do you reckon were hanging around acting in 1957? I knew it. Knew what? No, that's what you meant to call them, innit? I knew it. Right. Always oh, said it. Drink. Uh, what? What's that? Oh,
0: we just thought we'd have a little drinking game.
3: Seaman Sticky Beer suggested we take a swig every time you go. Right. Right. There he goes again. Drink.
2: Mm, so glad I can enable your intoxication, semen. Sure.
3: Island of the Not-Quite-Dead was the last film for actor Hugo Fust in his most dastardly role to date, the horrifying Haitian necromancer Papa Lugosi, heard here in this clip salvaged from the back bedroom of a committed hoarder in St Ives.
0: This girl, this newcomer, this mad line, I must have her, she will be mine. Make it so, Papa Lugosi. Bewitch her heart. This I cannot do, dear Baron. What, 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 what? The art is no organ that can be so easily manipulated. Now listen, Lugosi, I didn't drag you off that godforsaken island just so you couldn't enslave anyone I wanted with your hokum. So you'll wave a stick, or chant in tongues, or whatever you voodoo, and make her fall in love with me. There
1: is no magic, no spell, no potion that can
0: curse a soul with love. Don't think I won't shoot you like the foxes we have hunted to extinction on this island. What are you going to do?
1: If you want her to be yours. Entirely yours. She must become one
0: of them. One of them?
1: One of them. By minions? Indeed. It is the only way you can possess her, body and
0: soul. But she would be nothing but a husk, a beautiful,
2: mindless, speechless husk. Dirt. Is so, Barron. Do it. Do it now. Set in the 1860s, the film centres on the strange Jagger Island and the dark magic practised by the aristocratic Hal Perrin
3: over the poor inhabitants he subjugates into undead labour. There's a lot to unpack with this film, actually, in terms of colonialism and empire, the notion of free will, the battle of science versus religious practice...
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Lots of um, symbolism and characters. Pathetic fallacy.
1: Oh, totally. The zombies are like uh,
2: a metaphor. Oh, yeah. A metaphor for what? Racism. Allegory.
3: Yep, that's a word. I think what Seaman Sticky meant is that the Victorian gentry's powerful control over the working class is exemplified by the zombie analogy.
0: Thank you, Seaman Biggles. That is what I meant.
2: I want a sailor name thingy like you've got. Uh, can I have one? I think it might be an FMO thing, Rufus. You need to drink salt water and pledge allegiance to a starfish or something,
3: right? Oh, no, you already have your shiphead name, Rufy. We just need to work it out. So, I'm Seaman Biggles Sneak. Biggles was the name of my first pet, and I grew up on Sneak Lane. Simple. So, what would your Seaman name be?
1: Well, I weren't allowed animals growing up because my nan thought I'd do them damage, but I did have an imaginary goldfish called Fred. Okay, that'll do. So your
3: first name is Fred, and what street did you live on? West Road. Christ. So that'd make you Seaman Fred West.
1: Hey, that's got a nice ring to it. Hello, folks. I'm Fred West. Fancy
2: a shandy? You've had enough.
3: What would your shiphead name be then, Clint?
2: I'd rather not.
3: Oh, come on. We're not going to indoctrinate you, Clint. It's just a bit of fun.
2: Uh, No, thank you. Oh, now come on! Nah. Oh, just say it already, you boring (inaudible) f***er. Fine. It's seaman humbug snatch. Sure. Well, that's fine, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not Fred West, but... Right. Oh, drink. With the studio certain their zombie flick would be a hit, they decided to throw as much budget as it as they could feasibly budget, and chose to shoot the majority of the film on location. The location in question was the small mythic island of Maeda, the remotest
0: outcrop of the Isles of Scilly. The where? The Isles of Scilly. Oh, ha,
1: ha. As if that's a real place. Isles of Silly. Is that where you'd find the hills of Daft or the fields of Dum Dum? You can't fool me. But it is a real place. Oh, yeah, I bet. We're off the coast of Cornwall. Prove it. You've been there. You must think I'm really stupid. Sorry, the island of stupid. Ha!
0: According to all sources... The location was suggested by a studio consultant, Malcolm Gordon, who'd visited the scenic island of Maida on multiple occasions for rambling, fishing and definitely nothing sinister.
2: Gordon escorted the cast and crew himself to Maida for filming. Luckily, a load of locals were willing to lend their bodies as background zombies for the duration of the three-week island-wide shoot. With some actors noting how these extras remained in character. At all times. So you're telling me that if I open maps on my phone,
3: I'll find this silly island? Actually, no. The island of Mayra has not been officially located by modern technology, or reportedly visited by any outsiders since the 1960s.
0: Leading some sceptics to suggest the island sank into the ocean.
3: Or that it never truly existed to begin with.
0: Meaning, this movie may have been the only footage of the island on record.
3: But... All copies of the film were destroyed in the anvil fired two years later. Gosh, that's
2: interesting, isn't it? Fascinating. Anyway, who wants a shot of Bavrin? Yes, Big C, rack em up. Time to get beefy. Shall we cut to the cereal advert?
0: Yeah, if you like. In a stunt to promote their latest horror film to a younger audience, Anvil released zombie toy figurines in boxes of off-brand cereal, as seen in this
5: ad. And girls, it's me, Flaky Poppins. I've got a yummy bowl of pot flakes, the only high sugar cereal made from delicious rice peel. What's that? Can't be my tummy rumbling, not after eating belly swelling pot flakes. Sounds like it's coming from inside the box. What could it be? Oh no, it's a scary sort hiding in my cereal. Wow! I bet there's more where you came from, Mr. Zombie.
0: You too can pick up a member of the undead in every box of Pop Flakes. Each figurine is taken straight from Anvil Studios' latest family-friendly horror film. Collect all 17 to make your own army of zombie slaves.
5: Hey! all of all and- Maiden, rotting farmhand, little boy corpse. There's hours of fun just waiting to be had, lying dormant inside every box. They're crunchy and sweet and tingle on the tongue. Pop flakes.
0: Island of the Not Quite Dead saw Anvil introduce a range of promotional film merchandise from zombie figurines to lunch boxes to voodoo yo yo's. Yo yo's.
3: Can't be right face of Hugo Fust as Papa Lugosi was plastered across things like jigsaws, colouring books and even tins of tongue meat. Not that the renowned actor saw any of this success as he never returned to the mainland after filming. Is that so? Mm. I found this interview in the Daily Echo from later to that year. Who asked you to do research? It's with actress Varney, who plays Madeline in the film. She mentions working with Fust and says how odd it felt when she was told by some executive that the actor had chosen to remain on the island of Maida, especially as Hugo had a wife and 12 children waiting for him back home. Fancy that. Scylla says she last saw Hugo Fust on the shore as the boat sailed off. He was with all the helpful locals who for some reason were still in their zombie makeup and undead attire. It seemed the man had become one of them. Yeah, we'd not even heard about that. You're pretty good at this, Otis.
2: Yeah, we'll have to get you back next week. No. Uh, I, I mean, um, <clears throat> we'd have to discuss that decision in a separate, private
3: meeting. Speaking of tough decisions, who'd you pick as best man then, Rufy? Hey. Eh? Which one of these lunatics have you asked to be your number two on Big Day? He's uh, not asked either of us yet. Well, um... have you, Rufus? Uh,
5: um...
3: Rufus? Have you? Nope, oh, that's me. Got to take this. I'll step outside. Back in a tick.
2: Right. Clint, I should have said something earlier. No, it's... A... It's all right. Your wedding, isn't it? Up to you, who... He only asked me the other day. Uh, more like a fortnight ago. Oh, face. Oh.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. We still need a flower girl. Boy.
2: Person? Adult man? <clears throat> Listeners may remember that on the last episode we mentioned receiving an invitation to visit a collection of Island of the Not Quite Dead memorabilia. That's
0: right. Uh, we were also given permission to record a brief chinwag with the owner of said
1: zombie paraphernalia. Warren went all the way down to the address given and all by himself. Yes, Warren's full of tricks these days. So...
0: Uh here's the recording from that particular visitation. Hello? Hello? Anyone there? Testing, testing audio. Buttercup. Buttercup, parakeet. Trendy, trendy, trendy. Hello? Hello? Oh! Oh! Door's open. That's very unsafe. Any idiot could walk in. I'm going in. Hello? Hello? Uh, Warren here from the SS. Not not that one. We got your invite and now I'm here. Said six o'clock. Listen, I had to get three buses to get here. I, I believe you've got some memorabilia to show us. Blinky, neck, you ever heard of Dewey D40? All light bulbs. Good thing I brought my Handy Scouts flasher. Oh, that's better. what's all this? Hang on, is that us? For for the sake of the recording, I'm looking at something straight out of one of them conspiracy films. Uh, I mean, like, the whole wall is just covered in pictures. The Cinema Society, Anvil Actors, there's uh, newspaper cuttings, dates, all this red string. Wish I could take a picture, but I don't have a camera phone, they use them to keep records in face. All this string, every strand. Comes back to what's oh, over here. Bloke looks familiar. Wait, it's been written on Malgor. Oh! Oh, there's a landline.
5: One new message customer, it's Mr. Wong here from Mr. Wong's Teriyaki Tapas with a special offer just for you. Buy any two dishes from our extra value menu and get bonus chorizo noodle soup for absolutely free. This deal is only available for the next three months, so message deleted.
0: Cheeky of that, Mr. Wong.
5: One
2: saved message. Uh, hello, Miss Gordon. Uh, this is
1: Rufus from the Cinema Society. No doubt you've heard of us. Uh, we were looking to ask you a couple of questions about your grandfather.
0: Rufus. I don't understand, oh Lucy. <sighs> oh goodness. Um, for the purpose of the tape. I am now running out of the body in question.
2: Did you fall over at the end there? How could you tell? It sounded like you fell over. Did it? And your face and hands are covered in scratches and scabs. So they are.
1: Delicious, chewy scabs.
2: I don't understand. Whose house was it? Knock, knock. Don't say knock, Otis. Just knock. I'll never guess who's turned up. You're right. I won't. Oh, who is it? Who is
1: is it... Uh, oh, um... Miss Grimshaw? Who's that? My old geography teacher.
3: Why would it be her?
1: I don't
2: know. I'm just excited. Who is it?
3: She's a fellow film fan. She's dying to talk about zombies with us.
2: Actually, there's no more room in this shed, so... uh... Clint, she's dying. Her last wish is to be on our podcast. That's not
1: what he meant.
4: I'm freezing my baps off out here. Am I coming in or not? Is that her?
0: Let her in. It is cold and she doesn't seem to be wearing very much. Come on in.
4: All right. Which one of you's is doofus? Rufus. Eh? Any road, I'm on the hunt for some flesh,
2: if you know what I mean. What is going on?
4: My my name's Rihanna. Rihanna Mation. I'm one bad zombie loving bitch.
1: Then you're in the right place, Miss Mation. We're the SS.
4: I- I'm here to bring the dead back to life. So I just need to get me hands on a
2: stiff. Where did she get that whip from? I don't think she is a fellow
3: cinephile. You're welcome, Rufy. Happy stag do.
4: You want to stick some music on? I don't dance a cappella.
3: Let's see what I've got on my playlist. Ooh, what about this?
4: That'll do. Now... Like I told you, mate, you can look, but you can also touch. Only no pinching, poking, biting, or heavy sniffing, all right? Now take that anorak off, lean back, and scream if you want to go faster.
2: I'm quite Breathe.
4: Oh, yeah. The dead don't need knickers. Sweet Lord.
2: Where did you find this...
3: lady? A card was stuck up in a bus stop. It took me three buses to get here, you know. Did it? Mmm. I climbed out of a
4: grave just so I could dance for you, big boy. Certainly smells like it.
2: Are them tattoos or just heavy bruising? Both, I reckon.
4: I'm hungry for brains. Uh,
2: that's the wrong sort of zombie, actually.
4: Careful, lad. One nibble from me and you'll be infected.
2: Again, we're dealing with the traditional Haitian zombie. Stop! Please, stop! This is all wrong! Turn that music off!
1: Whoa, what's, what's the matter? I can't do it. Doreen, she wouldn't like it. I don't really like it, if I'm honest.
4: Oi! No refunds for backing out. I'm keeping me 15 quid.
0: By all means, Rihanna. Would you like a warm coat and the phone number of a reputable taxi firm?
4: Nah, I'll walk it. Unless you fancy driving me home. Stop for a nightcap.
0: My car's currently having its windows replaced.
4: Shame, I've got the bungalow to myself. My wife's at a bulldog grooming conference and all, and I've got a metric ton of pot noodle once eaten. What flavour? Bombay bad boy. Tempting as it is, some other time, maybe. Suit yourselves. To lads, have a good and best of luck, doofus.
1: You were never here.
4: Whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, whose cats are these?
1: Cats. Oh frig! What's going on? Surrounded. Is it Doreen? She knows about the hooker.
0: Exotic dancer. No, it's Damien. Your cat.
2: Looks like he's brought some fellow felines with him. And their eyes. Look at their eyes.
4: Those are the mouldiest pussies I have ever seen. And that is saying something. Almost like,
2: dare I say it? What? The undead. Are you suggesting we're under attack from a pack of zombie cats? Glaring. So they are.
4: No, it's the collective noun for cats a glaring.
2: What do they want? I doubt they're after a saucer of milk.
4: Shoo! Get out the way, you rotten moggies. Shoo! Ow! Little bastard scratch me!
2: Get back inside, quick! They're advancing. Lock the door! We're trapped. What the frig is going on? It seems we're under siege from zombies.
3: Bit like the end of Ireland, and not quite dead when the undead turn on the voodoo master and surround Halper and Hole to destroy those inside. Do you reckon these cats have been sent
1: by a necromancer?
3: Oh, don't be so daft.
4: They're just hungry strays.
1: Hungry for the flesh of the living. Wrong sort of zombies.
0: Who do you know what type of zombies these cats are? Hang on! They bit the stripper!
4: Oh it's only a scratch.
1: Exactly. Now we wait and see if she turns, then we'll know what kind of zombies we're dealing with.
3: You might not have much time for waiting.
1: Warren, why don't you go out there and have a quiet word with Damien?
3: No chance. I bet this
0: was his idea. Probably been planning it for weeks. I bet he has. Pass me a shandy.
2: This isn't the time for a new drinking game. <sighs> playtime's over. Bad man Clint! Well, if we're going to die, I might as well be as inebriated as possible. It's only 1% alcohol. Then pass me another.
3: We're not gonna die. I can't die, I've come so close. Whilst to what? Learning the truth. Otis, buddy, what are you chatting about?
2: Yeah, Otis, if that even is your real name. It is. Oh, right. What's going on?
4: I think this scratch is turning gangrenous.
2: I get the impression Otis here is a bigger fan of our podcast than he's been letting on. He's over-familiar, he knows a bit too much about Island of the Not-Quite-Dead and it took three buses to get here. Oh, what's that got to do with it? That's how you got to his house, Warren. But Otis wasn't there. You saw for yourself how obsessed he is with us. The photos, the string, the writing is on the wall. This is not how I imagined my stag do
1: would end. All my life. I had a good
4: idea it would be something like this. Otis? Is it true? Is that your conspiracy wall?
3: Sure. But why? You never did ask me what my surname was. Of course not.
2: Take polite. It's.
3: Fust. Okay. As in Hugo Fust. I thought your first name was Otis. Keep up. Hugo Fust, the actor in the film. He was my great grandfather. That's why you know so much about this movie. It's the family mystery. He went out to an island to make a film one day and he never came back. Why? Just leave behind a wife and 12 children. They say he stayed on Maida but then nobody's been able to find it since. What's that got to do with us? I heard you were doing a podcast about Anvil. These forgotten films that nobody else would give a toss about. I thought you might uncover something. Like what? Don't you see? There was something sinister about that studio. Unexplained deaths, missing actors, vast irregularities in the catering budget. It's all there. And it all leads back to one person, one man, or perhaps not a man. There was a photo in the middle of your mood board.
0: That face, purple eyes. Malcolm Gordon. Who? Hold on. Did you join the fourth midshipman's order just to get close to me? I
1: had to
3: infiltrate your little trio somehow. You know we've got a mailing list.
1: What's any of this got to do with our podcast?
3: It's all connected. Can't you see? The Vanishing Island of Maida is directly referenced in our sacred texts of the FMO. Didn't you read the pamphlet? I was busy. I've got a cat and a podcast. Exactly. You're broadcasting, sharing clips from films that were meant to be gone, burnt to a crisp in that studio fire. But you've found what remains and you're distributing it all over the web. And what is recalled can be returned. Are you
4: following any of this?
2: Not really. How's was your scratch?
3: I rubbed a bit of angel on
2: it. Stung like buggery, but it should be reet. Uh, hang on. What exactly is
3: returning? Vindictum mere obis. Bring back my world. Or in this case, bring me back unto the world. This podcast, these film clips, it's a sort of gateway for this thing, this creature, this Malgor, to return.
2: Malgor, patron saying to unsatisfied men. Uh, uh, and we are somehow causing him to come back. To manifest in our realm once more.
1: But nobody listens to us just another podcast. A bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about. How can we summon a demon? I can explain
3: everything. <gasps> Get back! Huh. They've got me! Oh, oh, oh me! Oh,
2: oh, oh, that is rough. Oh, 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 i noticed. Ah. We should really try and stop them.
1: Go on then. Nah. I guess they are the flesh-eating type after all.
2: Then why aren't they going for us too? Maybe they were sent by someone. Maybe they came just for Otis. I think Damien just winked at me.
1: They're leaving. I'd best get off too. Miss Mason, are you going to be all right?
4: Oh, yeah. I've danced at much bloodier stag parties. You should have seen what Prince Harry got up to. Oh, now that was rough. I'll see myself out. But Rihanna. That's not my name, love. Call me Shelley, and here's my number if you ever need it.
0: Just says 27.
4: And if a woman with a Swedish accent answers, just hang up. Bye, lads.
1: Uh, bye. Did we just watch a man get eaten by a zombie cats? I believe we did, Rufus. It was a bit of a nutter anyway, weren't he? You can say that again.
0: All that stuff about the Malgor and film clips, that was pretty odd,
2: right? Are we still recording? Oh. uh, Yeah. um, uh, Shall we?
1: So that was just another episode of One from the Vaults.
2: If you like listening, please consider following us on Twitter, at Cinema Society. And come back next time as we do a bit of digging into some disturbing folk horror from the latter days of the Anvil Studio Legacy. Until then, we've been Clint, Warren and Rufus. You know what? Quite a good stag do, all things considered. And this has been... One One from the the vaults. Should we ring the police?
1: I might ring Doreen. And I'll go be sick.
0: One from the Vaults is a co-production between the Cinema Society and Medium Rare Productions. It was written and performed by Joel Heritage, Jacob Lovick, and Jack Robertson, with additional performances by Rhiannon Atkins, Joe Bellum, George Blackman, Ollie Jones, Lorna Newman, and Jack Toop, and edited by Jacob Lovick. The music is by Cyclone Marlowe. It is based on an original idea created with Chaz Redhead. You can follow us on at cinema Society on Twitter, email us on cinemasociety at gmail.com and remember, cinema is always spelt with an S.